we give God praise. Um, yeah, let's let's pray for the let's pray. Father, we thank you for for your speaking already, Lord. And Father, we pray, Lord, even as we um Joseph spoke about, you know, the sower and the different types of ground, Lord. I pray that our that our hearts will be good ground today. That Father, as you speak to us collectively and individually, Lord, I pray that our ears would be open to what you're saying. And that, Father, that our hearts will be uh, uh, quick to do the things you're calling us to do, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, cool. So, um, I guess today might be the last um, time we'll be talking about seasons in, in this um, particular segment. Um, so I guess it's almost like a little bit of a recap slash summary um, of seasons today. Um, and I don't believe I'll be before um, you all for too long. Um, one question that I, I'm hoping to answer today or, or at least to respond to is the question of um, how do you know what season you're in? You know, we, we've spoke about seasons, you know, we've looked at different characters, different stories in the Bible where people were able, you know, to discern their season. Uh, some people were unaware of what to do. Um, countless stories we've had a look at. And what I'm hoping to do today is to come up with some sort of response to how can we as Christians start to become aware of what season we are in and then perhaps what we might um, need to do and again I'll be borrowing from some of the themes that we've already spoke about um, in the in in the um, last couple of weeks cool so I guess there are two aspects of discerning our season uh, that I want to focus on today uh, the first aspect is and I think Daniel preached about it I think it was maybe the the second week is really about us being aware of our position and our responsibilities. So currently, what 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 are the places and um, things, areas of influence which we have right now? What are the gifts? What are the what are the stuff that the Lord has actually given us right now to steward? And actually, that can be a really good indication for us to know the season we're in and what we ought to do. Mm. And then that last um, point that I'm going to focus on is actually being aware of what the Lord is saying in the here and now. Mm. And actually, if we know what the Lord is saying, um, we can be aware of the season we're in and actually what we might need to do. Okay, cool. So if we think about becoming aware of our uh, position and responsibility uh let's get into the book of proverbs um and we're going to go from chapter one and we're going to read from verse 20 to 33 so that's proverbs chapter one and we're going to read from verse 20 all the way to 33 wisdom cries aloud in the street in the market she raises her voice at the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gate, she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long, O scoffers, delight in their scoffing, and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. 
because I have called and you refuse to listen. I have stretched out my hands and no one has heeded because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when the terror strikes like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, when then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, which have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Amen. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you. Thank you. Really good scripture. And the book of Proverbs really, um, it likens um, wisdom uh, to to a lady crying out in, in the streets. Um, and, you know, in verse 20, it says, wisdom cries aloud in the street, in the market. She raises her voice at the head of the noisy streets. She cries out. And actually, when we think about this, when we read this scripture, it's not just wisdom that is crying out, but actually in the streets, there are other noises. Okay. And so even though there are other noises in the streets, wisdom is still crying out. Um, And in verse 22, wisdom is saying, how long, oh, simple ones, we love being simple. How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? Uh, So wisdom is crying aloud and is saying to to us how long do you want to be simple how long do you do you want to hate knowledge um and for me this really connects to seasons just how does this connect to seasons when we think about our roles and our responsibilities that we have in our lives and daniel really spoke about this a couple weeks ago wherever it be as a husband as a wife um as a pastor as an elder so on and so forth uh, uh we need god's wisdom we need to know how to rightly apply knowledge um and proverbs speaks about wisdom crying out in the streets and for me wisdom is simply what ought to be done mm. in this specific season which i find myself mm. what ought to be done based upon the awareness of my responsibilities and the awareness of what God has given me to steward. So actually, as Daniel said, if I am a student, actually there are, there, there are moments where actually I don't need to uh, uh, um, uh, seek the word of the Lord to find out whether I should be studying. I shouldn't, right? It's incumbent on me because of the roles and responsibilities that I have. I'm called to do it. I'm called to study. As a Christian, wisdom is crying out in the street for us. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, And for me, as a Christian, I don't need to seek the Lord to find out, for instance, whether I should be reading my word. Or whether I should be praying or whether I should be uh, uh, sharing the gospel. And actually not doing anything until I hear that word. 
but actually based upon the role and responsibilities that we've been given as Christians, as people of God, there are, we can discern our season by simply giving ear to wisdom. By simply giving ear to what is the wisdom that is wrapped up in what God is calling me to do right now. Based upon me being an elder, based upon me being a father, what is the wisdom that I'm meant to apply right now? Let's carry on. I, I wanted to highlight um, two verses, actually. Verse 31. It simply says, therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. Mm. And Proverbs is speaking about the, the simple, really, the, the uh, individuals who reject wisdom, who say, "Now nah, I don't really need that. I'm going to do my own thing, so on and so forth. And Proverbs is literally saying that they're going to eat the fruit of their way. Mm-hmm. And, this, and this can come back to what Daniel was speaking about and what we were speaking about in the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes about sea time. <laughs> that word about seed time and harvest time. And that actually there is, there is a wisdom in us as Christians being able to discern seed time and harvest time in our own lives. There's a wisdom to actually understand that, that based upon our roles and responsibilities, there are things that we ought to be doing. And actually, if we're not doing those things, Proverbs really gives us um, a insight in into the fact that we that we're going to eat the fruit of our way mm-hmm. right it's like if i'm not it you know if i'm not interacting with my wife in the right way and i'm not loving her um there will be a fruit which i'm going to eat mm-hmm. there will be a fruit and this is the the interesting thing about fruits once you plant a seed you don't get a fruit the next day right it takes for some fruits it may take a couple weeks for others it may take months for others i think a i think a avocado is an avocado tree i think it takes is it 15 years for other fruits it takes even longer but i will eat the fruit if i'm not aware of what i'm meant to be doing in the here and now based upon the responsibilities and 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 the stuff that God has given me. And this, this really connects to what Christ was speaking about when he, when, when, when he spoke about, I, I think it's a parable or the story of the master who goes off. And then the Bible says that he gave them talents. And then the Bible speaks about each of them trading and doing something with it. Okay. They weren't waiting in this instance to find out What's the word of the Lord? They understood that if they've been given something, it's incumbent on them to trade. Okay? It's, it's part of the package. I've, I've, like, I've been given something, so I must steward it. I must do something with it. And so for us, if it's like if I'm called to be an evangelist, then I might, I might need to evangelize. Mm. Right? It's, 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 it's like in this season, if it's about learning music and the piano, I might need to actually practice the piano. 
because wisdom is crying out and it's saying that these are the things we ought to be doing based upon our position. Like me and Daniel don't need to hear a word from the Lord to say, pray for the church. We don't like literally me and Daniel don't not pray for the church until the Lord tells us to do it. We're not like Daniel, like I don't feel the unction yet to pray for Freddie. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, I, I'm not feeling the bubbling to pray for Freddie. No, no, no. It's incumbent on us. It's part of the position as an elder to cover the church. And so there's a wisdom that me and Daniel need to open up our ears to. So we, so, so we know what to do within this season of being elders over this church. And as a last um, verse that I want to highlight, it's um, verse 32. It says, for the simple are killed by their turning away and the complacency of fools the, destroys them. Um, I just like how Proverbs is just straight to the point with just these strong words. For the simple are killed by their turning away and the complacency of fools destroys them. And that word complacently, complacency, um, that simply means a feeling of smug or uncritical satisfaction with one's or sorry, with oneself or one's achievement. Let me just read that one more time. It's a feeling of smug or uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's achievements. What that simply means is complacency can be um can be seen in not taking stock in not being aware of what's going on in being satisfied but not really reflecting on what i'm being satisfied with and so uh, and so there's a call for us in our seasons to be a people who are reflective mm. who are a people that actually take a take a step back and don't and don't just walk around satisfied without actually understanding am i doing things in this season that i should be doing am i actually doing the things that i ought to be doing i know that in this season i'm called to do this am i actually doing this or am i one of those people who are walking around satisfied but actually unaware that i'm going to eat the fruit of my labor and that fruit will not be the fruit in which I want to eat. Let's read one more um, verse um, about roles and responsibilities. Can we read uh, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 40? That's Lamentations chapter 3, verse 40. Let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Simple verse, straight to the point. Let's examine our ways. Mm. Which really goes back to that point in Proverbs about being complacent. When you're complacent, you have stopped examining your ways. You've just stopped examining your ways and you said, you know, let's just, let, you know, let's just go with the flow. No. We ought to, as Christians, examine our ways. E examine our behaviours and see, does it match up to what the Lord has told me to steward in this season. We have to test and examine our ways. And I love what David says when he, you know, when David says, search, search me, O Lord, 
it's that heart for the Lord, you know, for us to ask the Lord to, to search our hearts, to examine our ways, so that we don't become a people who are just complacent and who are satisfied with actually not doing the things we ought to do in the here and now, based upon the roles and responsibilities we've been given. The Lord doesn't need to tell me to come to work on time. Mm. Yeah, I don't, need a, I don't need a prophetic word for that. I don't need it. I don't need a word to, you know, to, to, you know, to, to uh, attempt to live a healthy life. Because there's a wisdom that's crying out in the streets that we ought to listen to. If I'm moving in such a way and, and I'm unfit and I'm mash up, there's a wisdom that's been crying out in the streets that we may not have inclined our ears to. And the Lord really wants us to be aware that amongst all the noise, wisdom is crying out. And it's up to us to really tune in based upon our roles and responsibilities and hear what she's saying. Because she's saying something to us consistently. So roles and responsibilities are a way for us to discern our seasons. What, what has God given me to do right now? And what, and what is the wisdom that I should, 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 should implement, should, should uh, do in order to um, successfully e execute and successfully steward what God has given me to do? And that last aspect is 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 heeding to the word of the lord so there's one way of discerning our season is by becoming aware of of our of our responsibilities and another way for us to discern our our season is actually to have our ears open to the lord what is the lord saying what's the lord saying and we're going to go through a story um, two verses of a story for us to, to um, which really gives a picture of what it means to know what the word of the Lord is and what we ought to be doing as a response to the word of the Lord. So let's go to Genesis chapter 17. So we're going Genesis chapter 17, and we're going to read from verse uh, 15 to 21. And God said to Abraham, as so, Sarai, your wife, shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her and she shall become nations. Kings of people shall come for her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that is Ish Ishmael might live before you. God said, no, but Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. Isaac. 
I will establish my covenant with him and an everlasting covenant of his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and multiply him greatly. He shall father 12 princes and I will make him into a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whose Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. Thank you, Gabby. Familiar story. I think we, most of us are aware of the story of, of, of Abraham. Um, um, and the Bible says that the Lord comes to him and, and says that actually you're going to bear a son. You're, you are going to bear a son. And Abraham says, well, how can someone who is, uh, who is 100 years old bear a son? And how can, you know, my wife, Sarah, uh, who is around 90 years old, how can she bear a son? And then the Bible says that Abraham's like, can't you just establish a covenant, you know, with, with Ishmael, who I already have? But, but God is like, no, 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 you're going to bear a son. Someone says, somebody say, you're going to bear a son. You're going to bear a son. son. So the word of the Lord to Abraham is, you're going to bear a son. And you're going to call his name Isaac. Okay? So you're going to bear a son. And you're going to call his name Isaac. Let's fast forward a bit. And let's get into Genesis 21. From verse 1 to 3. That's Genesis 21. And we're going to read from verse 1 all the way to three. The Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, who Sarah bore him, Isaac. Amen. Thank you, Daniel. So we fast forwarded to verse, sorry, to chapter 21. And in chapter 17, we heard the word of the Lord say, you're going to conceive a child and you're going to call him Isaac. And then the Bible says in chapter 21 that the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham's son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him. Okay. Really, really good scripture. The word of the Lord came to pass. He promised that they would bear a child. And in verse 21, so in chapter 21, verse one to three, we see that they had a child. Okay. What does this have to do with, you know, knowing our season? Okay. The word of the Lord to Abraham and to Sarah was you're going to have a child. So that's the, that's the word from the Lord. Okay. And then in the end, in, in chapter 21, they, they were able to have the child. Okay. But in order to go from verse, in order to go from chapter 17, where the promise was to chapter 21, where they conceived Abraham and um, Sarah had to do something. They had to be intimate. They had to be together in order to bear that child. 
but actually uh, 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 God doesn't actually specifically say this is what you need to do in order to bear the child but actually because he said you're going to bear a child they knew in order for that to happen there would be something which they would need to do okay so the word of the lord has gone and said you're going to bear a child and they haven't said to themselves okay cool let me sit on the chair and do nothing and then the child will just come and then somehow my belly will be filled with the baby but they understood that as the lord had was bringing them into a season where a baby would be coming there would need to be a activity which they took part in for that word to come to pass and so for us as christians we is it's, it's important for us to be aware of number one what is the word of the lord so what is the lord saying to us and I think throughout the last couple of weeks, we've gone through so many examples in scriptures of where people were, were aware of the word of, of the Lord. Some responded incorrectly and some responded correctly. But ultimately, there needs to be a response. There needs to be an activity, a response which is in line with what the Lord is saying. And actually, it's, in, it's important for us that if we're in a season where the Lord has told us to do something or the Lord has said this is going to come to pass, it's important for, for, for us to think about what part, might I, what part might I need to play within it. Okay? So, for example, I, I remember that the Lord um, gave me well through someone they prophesied that during the coronavirus that my business was going to um kind of boom and and it did um and what so yeah my business grew i had loads of contracts so on and so forth which is really really good really really good what i didn't do was say oh snap the lord's gonna grow my business let me just not do anything. Let me cancel all my emails. Let me not respond to anyone because somehow the Lord is magically just going to make this happen. But actually, because I knew that the Lord was going to grow my business, I, I knew that I needed to position myself ready to obtain what he wanted to do. Okay. This, the, the scripture puts it this way in, in, in the book of Proverbs 21, 31. And it's, it's something which Daniel often references the horse is made ready for the day of battle but the victory belongs to the lord and so for us it's important that when when the word of the lord has 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 been put forward there's an understanding that when we're in that season how are we ready in ourselves mm. how are we ready in ourselves for that um it's not a passive that's where we just wait um but it's what are we doing in our waiting waiting isn't passive Mm -hmm. waiting isn't actually just lying down doing nothing that's not what the bible speaks about when it says wait like to wait on the lord isn't it's not speaking about you just you know hiding under under a rock in the hope that something is going to happen Mm. but you know i mean if you think about a waiter in a in a in a restaurant they are 
they are anticipating they are looking at the customers waiting to see what they're going to do their their whole focus is on the lord just 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 ready and that's what we're called to do so when the word of the lord goes out we're called to really be aware what are the activities that we are meant to be doing how am i preparing the horse just like abraham and isaac had to sorry just like abraham and sarah had to do they needed they had to do the activity isaac would not have been born if they didn't part if they were not into and so it's important for us that if there's a prophetic word that i'm going to do this or this is going to happen or you know this is going to happen it's for us to really be aware of like god what are like what is my part like 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 like, like, like jesus you know god you know prophesied so many times that he's going to seek and save the lost you know what i mean that he's going to send his son and then his son at then his son had to come and then his son actually had to die and it's like for us to 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 be aware what part do we play in the word which the lord is putting forth mm. seldom have i read in in the scripture a word and no one had to and like not like not like no nobody had a part to play even even in jesus being born mary had a part to play she had a part to play joseph had a part to play people people had to do things people had to ready themselves and i'm not talking about uh, uh try like trying to make the word come to pass that's, good. that's not what i'm talking about because we know that that's what Abraham did, where he said, okay, I'm going to have a child. Let me go and, you know, lay with uh, my, um, my, my, my wife's uh, mistress. That's not what I'm talking about. Because actually that's you now trying to bring the word to pass through your own means. Mm. What I'm talking about is readying yourself, position, positioning yourself so that you're in a place where you can respond to the word. If the Lord is saying, go left then uh because you're going to go on a journey it could be useful to get your trainers on it could be useful to, to put your trainers on because he's 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 telling you to go left god isn't magically you're you, you you're not magically going to float there god told the children of Israel, you're going to the promised land they actually had to go there They actually had to fight things. So it's like, God, you're telling me to go to the promise, but in this word, what are you asking of me to be doing? I know you're going to give me the promised land. I know that, but what are you also asking of me in you giving me the promised land? Those two things again. How can we really be aware of our season number one let's let let's be aware of the roles and responsibilities the lord has given us what are we doing within those roles and responsibilities are we really listening out are we listening are we listening to wisdom all right is open are we doing the things we ought to be doing in in those seasons and what i like to say is if you're not too sure what to do as wisdom is crying out, there's, there's wisdom in his word, in the Bible. 
God, like, sh- like, should I give? The Bible talks about giving. It, it literally says it. Oh, God, should I be a good worker? Or, or not? What? It's there. It's there. And so there, there's already wisdom for us. And, and, and sometimes we just need to do the wisdom we have right now. It's like, there, like there's a wisdom right now which the Lord has made available. It's like, God, should, God like, should I love my enemies or not? Well, that, that, that's a really weird question to be asking the Lord when he said it. <laughs> no, but I need a dream, God. I need, I need to really know. No, wisdom is crying out in the streets. As a Christian, is crying out telling you when you're in this position, as a Christian, you love your enemies. And so it's important for us to be aware of that. And number two, another way for us to discern our season is to be aware of what the Lord might be asking us to do when he's speaking to us. So as we saw in the example with Abraham and Sarah, they were going to bear a child. And actually in bearing a child, Abraham and Sarah knew that there was an a activity that they needed to do. They needed to play a part. Not in speeding it up, but in, in but, but the part that they need to play. The, the, the part that God has given them as co-laborers, as I like to say. As co-laborers. The horse, like victory belongs to the Lord, but the horse is still prepared. There's so many examples in scripture where it speaks about, you know, you know what I mean? Unless the Lord uh, guards a city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Mm, that's right? The Bible isn't saying to not have a watchman. It's saying unless the Lord is watching, he's awake for no reason or they are awake for no reason. That is not saying to not have a watchman. I know that the Lord is keeping me. But I don't, but I still lock my door. This is, yeah, this is, this is important. The Lord is keeping me, but, but, but I still have doors. I still have doors that I lock. And it's not a lack of faith when we prepare the horse. It's in faith in the one who in whom victory belongs to is in faith that I prepare the horse, knowing that he's going to use that horse to bring about his victory. And so Abraham and Sarah weren't, you know, trying to make it happen themselves. They were doing it in faith, knowing that the God who has promised them will use this to bring glory to his name. And so for us, what is the Lord calling us to do? What are the prophetic words that we've heard? That, that maybe we've been pondering over. Um, and actually, what is the Lord calling us to do? What horses need to be prepared in order for him to bring about that? To bring about that victory? Cool. I give him praise. I'll end there. Thank you.